Tap in, tap out on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Our app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all of our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all of our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome, everyone, to Tap In, Tap Out on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watton. I'll join by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. We are the former hosts of About That Action, now on our own show, on our own network. Today is Monday. It is the 7th of the month, Mark, the 7th of June. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Did I hear you right when you said we've got an app now? That's right, an SGPN app, exclusive app. In I've the always app wanted an app. I know, what, what, I, what can I do with that? You can do lots of cool things. You can literally read every pick that every SGPN member puts up on the website. Uh, so tons of tons of free picks available all day long. All of the podcasts on the feed available. You can go, go through the app to uh, go right over to the episode and give it a listen. So much free content, Mark. Contests as well. We're giving away money on the app. I mean... What, what more do you want from an app than an opportunity to get free picks, uh, enjoy entertaining content, and enter a chance to win free money? It sounds like the total package. It sounds like you're doing an ad read. That, <laughs> this is completely unplanned. That was all off the cuff. I just genuinely don't get told anything. And then all of a sudden, Kyle just goes, oh, yeah, yeah we have an app. Have and an I'm app? just like, okay, I guess I got a fucking app. Yeah, now. that's right. Now we've, got a, now we've got an app. It feels like... Uh, every few weeks, there's some sort of new thing, Mark. Yeah, if, that, if that wasn't in the script, I, I, I literally know. would have never known. I know. And uh, now you'll have to download it and, and check it out and give us your review, Mark. I'm sure it'll be five stars. Yeah, if I can figure it out. <laughs> if you can figure out how to work an app. Mark's a little technologically slow, but we'll help him out in figuring it out. And of course, uh, the first fight episode on Tap In, Tap Out, the Tap Out portion of Tap In, Tap Out, uh, of course, because we're going to be talking UFC today. Uh, we're going to be talking UFC, uh, big card this coming weekend, Mark. Um, so on the topic of fights and fight news, uh, there was an interesting weekend of fights this past weekend. Today is Monday, so that means last night, a rare Sunday evening uh, fight between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Mark, did you tune into the fight what were your thoughts uh, on the circus that it was? I tuned in. I did not purchase it. I That's good. I streamed it illegally. Yeah, and, and you still felt, still felt robbed. <laughs> still, yeah. still I didn't felt even like I pay money. money. Yeah, time is money, and I lost time <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I had it with uh, with a couple of friends. We were watching the USA soccer game. Yeah, 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 that's right. Actually, USA, against, Mexico. against Mexico. Shout out to, to the U.S. Yep. Uh, so we had it on in the background. Okay. Uh, so I was watching it. I thought it was it was interesting. I mean, the news came out like a couple days before that there mm. were going to be no judges. Right. 
So it was like it was knockout literally, or bust. literally just a few days before that news came out, which is kind of amazing that they kept that under wraps. That had to be the plan all along, right? There's no way you can just change the rules a few yeah. days ahead of the fight. So it was cool to watch Mayweather fight. Like it's yeah. played Mayweather at the end of the day. Like we, yeah. we tuned in to watch Mike Tyson come back and fight. It wasn't right. a real fight. This right. is the same idea. Right. The only thing that irked me about it was that obviously he didn't get a knockout. Like if yeah. you looked at the stats, the official stats, it was obvious he that fight. he he dominated the fight yeah. if there were judges so that was cool yeah and he wasn't taking it that seriously and everything i just don't like how now i'm seeing on all the social media stuff like logan paul and like all those influencers saying like that look he won because like, there's no no one survived? no one officially judged it no so since he didn't he get can't. knocked out they're saying yeah. like you won right right so i don't know i feel like he, i feel like they should be a little bit more graceful with that like and just say like, "Hey, it was a cool experience." Yeah, like, it was. It was a fun I, time. I mean, like, you don't have to say I lost. Just don't say you just won. Don't say. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, I I definitely think it was the first time we've seen. I mean, we've seen Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition before when he went and fought Japan that one time. We obviously saw the interesting fight against Conor McGregor, but this was the first time that I watched him fight, and definitely it really did feel like an exhibition. You know what I mean? For the first time, yeah. it, it didn't feel like he was... He was kind of toying with him. Yeah. I do think he was expecting to be able to like knock him out at will. You think I saw he was a one, surprised? I did see a rumor. He said he was surprised. I saw a rumor completely unconfirmed, so take it with, okay. with a few grains of salt sure. here. But they're saying that maybe it was that uh, they think Mayweather might have been getting paid by round, <laughs> like bonuses for the fight lasting longer, <laughs> like round or time. Um, so that you know, putting on a spectacle and making uh, it go like to like the sixth, seventh round, right, right. then it would go, and then so I think he maybe thought, and then oh, he I ran can just out of time. yeah, because Logan Paul was getting gassed. Yeah, and there was a funny moment where he was like, they the bell rang, uh-huh. and Logan Paul is like up against the ropes like standing there and the commentators like like why are his coaches making him stand up right now <laughs> so i think i think i think mayweather might have underestimated that but i mean it, it was like a funny thing yeah. you know we didn't cover it on the show here i'm glad we didn't take the time yeah to do it. i'm glad we didn't bet on it because i definitely would have bet on a knockout too so i'm glad i, I don't i'm yeah. glad not to have that one blemish my tap in tap out fresh record i think it's going to be different than his brother jake paul where it's like there's a storyline behind it right whereas this one i think it's going to happen like I don't, I literally don't think anyone's gonna talk about this like for more than forty eight hours. Yeah, I think it's just gonna have gonna happened, and, and that'll be it. It happened. But on that note, we do have to mention that his his brother uh, Jake Paul uh, gets a new scheduled fight against Tyron Woodley, former welterweight UFC champ. Uh, they did a face off as well over in May- Miami. Uh, faced off between uh, Dave Portnoy of Barcelona Sports. I mean, just. A perfect person to have in that situation. <laughs> just yeah. such a weird. He's standing there fight. and like he doesn't know how has, to like direct. He no them. So he's looking at them. He goes, "Are you just gonna fucking come over?" <laughs> he, or what? Did, he did not know what to do. <laughs> um, no, that was that was pretty funny to watch. They have already been talking some trash. Uh, are you surprised uh, at the choice of Tyron Woodley as the next opponent? And uh, your first thoughts on how the fight goes down? I am. I I actually think this is the worst possible fight that he wow. could have picked. Be- the worst one. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, tell me Maybe why. Maybe not the worst possible, but, but it's <laughs> I can up think there. of someone worse. Yeah. But I, I'm the reason I say that is because I think Woodley, another UFC guy that a everyone wants him to fight. A, everyone wants Jake Paul to fight a boxer. He didn't yeah. do that again, you know. So that's been a big blemish for him, as people saying like you're not fighting real boxers. Yeah. So he takes Tyron Woodley, who obviously is a tremendous fighter, a five-time welterweight champion. Yeah. But also a guy with – he's obviously got knockout power. I mean, he's fucking jacked. We've yeah. seen him. But he is he's a wrestling background mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think the problem is like with Ben Askren, he was like on the very far end of that. Where it was like <laughs> The this, farthest. Where it was like, you beat this guy, like no one cares. Like this is not any any mark on your record. <laughs> 
which happened. I think Tyron Woodley is the same as that, where if Jake Paul beats him, we can just say the same exact thing. People will say the same exact thing Uh with a little bit more respect because Woodley's just a better athlete. But but it's the same. He's still still old. He's getting a retirement payday. He's on a losing streak. He's a wrestler. And so, but the problem with this for me, why I think this is the worst possible thing in addition to that. Is I I still think Woodley he can win. He has a chance. He has I see, a chance. I see what ben you mean. Askren had no chance. Right. It's a For the record, whammy. if you go back and watch our old Bout That Action episodes, we always said That's Jake right. Paul was going to win. Right. Right. This one, I mean, we'll have to see in a couple months. We yeah, don't. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to, we'll have to do for a while. But I think Woodley has a has a real opportunity to win here. So hmm. I think Jake Paul's got to lose lose here. Yeah, I like. Besides how, the money, I, I like I like that. That's a unique perspective that it, that the same criticism could could come if he wins, and there's also a chance of him losing. So there are, there are two two negatives for sure there I, I still feel like I still feel like he will win I, I don't I don't know I, I I do have respect for Tyron Woodley but I feel like um just from what we've seen recently I'm not sure but it definitely will be more competitive definitely a, a fight that we'll have to watch it's another one you know we can talk as much crap on these fights as we want but we're gonna ha- we always That's have great to watch entertainment them. yeah great it's a great time um but let's go ahead and jump over to some real fights uh if you're ready Mark in uh, Arizona this weekend UFC 263 um two title fights uh a big card um we've got obviously the main fight between uh israel adesanya and your former opponent uh marvin vittori um if you tuned into episode one episode one about that action uh we broke down your uh, street fight with marvin vittori um, i lost mark lost that one but uh yeah marvin vittori uh, we are a Marvin Vittori show after that. We have to be. So anyway, we'll talk about that fight in detail. Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno have a, uh, a rematch at flyweight for the title. Um, and of course, a big fight with uh, Nate Diaz, one of the biggest names in the UFC on this card as well. So without further ado, Mark, the card opener, the main card opener is at light heavyweight, number 14 in the world, Paul Craig, plus 235 underdog. He takes on number 15, the undefeated 8-0 Jamal Hill. A minus three hundred favorite, uh, an interesting fight. Who do you like here? I'm actually gonna take the underdog to start the show. Take a dog to start the show. I'm gonna take the bear Jew. That's what he yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember we broke down his last fight early on in about that action, and you you went great, into uh, detail about how much you love love the nickname. Yeah, the inglorious bastards re- <laughs> reference right there. Um, yeah, Paul Craig, the the Scottish. He's he's a little bit yep. older than. I mean, this is a totally different style as a fighters. Yep. Uh, so you got Paul Craig, who's a mostly dominant wrestler. I think he's. he's I got don't, good submissions. I think too. he's pretty much only won by submissions yep. in, in recent times. Yep. Uh, against Jamal Hill, who's definitely more of a striker. So for me, I'm kind of taking the experience play here. Yeah. I think Craig's got a lot more fights under his belt. I mean, I don't think that. I know that it's on paper. <laughs> And so I just think he might be able to get to his takedowns a lot better. He's a really skillful, a really skillful wrestler. I don't think he gets enough credit for it just because like the light heavyweight division is so weird and that it's not that deep. So I feel like the guys, even when they're ranked, like yeah. I just feel like they don't you get a lot of credit them. unless, unless they're in like the sure. top five of that division really. Sure. Um, and like you look at, I mean, there's like Adesanya who we're going to talk about, like he went up to light heavyweight. Like they, they just like don't give respect to like <laughs> other guys in the division. That, that's a whole different thing. Right. But, I mean, he's gotten to, like, his triangle chokes and stuff, like, very well over the last few fights, which is pretty hard to do at this level because it's such a basic thing. Like, I, I was watch- I was listening to Daniel Cormier talk about, like, how, like, if you get if you get triangled in the UFC, like, you should automatically be cut. 
because it's so because <laughs> it's so easy to avoid. But he just gets to it anyways. So I just think it's representative of his wrestling ability. So I, I just like him. I just like him here. I think we could see like an early takedown and and just get into a submission. I've been liking the ground game in the UFC in general, especially yeah. with the heavier guys these days. Sure. Uh, so I'm at a I'm, dog price. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm gonna jump right ahead on the first fight like pick it. of the show. I like and it. I'm gonna take a dog here. I like it. Um, I totally understand how this could this fight could be playing out, uh, in that exact way where you take a guy like Jamal Hill who doesn't have a very deep professional resume. He only has eight fights. Um, and this is a real test against a veteran and Paul Craig who's been around and, and does carry a very big submission threat. That being said, I feel like Jamal Hill is the guy uh, kind of on a rocket ship to the top here that the UFC is hoping can get past this guy here. Um, Jamal Hill coming off a huge win over St. Peru uh, in a main event uh, last year um, where he looked really, really good from the outside, really good striker from range, um, quick, quick punches, uh, really good jab that he use, utilizes well. So the question of this fight is just simply whether he can keep it on the feet, whether he can keep at a range and pick Paul Craig apart. I think that he will do it, Mark. Sorry to go against you here and uh, take a juicy favorite. I mean, just two, uh, two sins to start off the show for me, taking the big favorite and going against my co-host. But I am going to go ahead and take That's what Jamal makes the Hill. show interesting, right? That's right. I'm going to take Jamal Hill at minus 300 here. Um, I think if you are going to take Craig... Uh, I think submission is probably a, a good way to go. I think he might get some ground control, control time as well. But I just see Jamal Hill as the, the better class fighter here. Um, but it could be interesting. Uh, without further ado, let's bounce into the second fight. Welterweight, number nine, Damian Maya versus number 12, Bilal Muhammad. Uh, a minus 230, pretty sizable favorite here. Um, what do you like in this one? And... I mean, Damian Maya, a name that used to be big in the UFC, does he still got the stuff, Mark? Uh, I don't know. I think this is one of those uh, intersecting fights where Damian Maya, yeah. kind of a guy, I wouldn't say on the way out, but, I mean, he's definitely yeah. not what he was, little, whereas Muhammad's yeah. just on the absolute come-up. A little one-dimensional is Damian Maya. Yeah, he's, he's I, I mean, I like Bilal Muhammad. Did you watch, did you watch his, the eye poke that he yeah, had against Leon brutal. Edwards? That, that was, was insane. Yeah. He was, he was like, crying, Yeah, which he, I feel bad he was laughing like screaming. Yeah, he was, like, I think he thought around. he was going to be, like, permanently yeah, blinded he, or something. He clearly he apparently panicked. he's fine, because that was, like, only he, a couple months ago. He definitely panicked. It was, it was hard to watch. But I feel like, uh, obviously, Leon Edwards is, is a top, 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 uh, member of that of this division that we'll talk about in a sec here, but in that fight, Bilal Muhammad, it didn't look that bad. No, he looked really good. Yeah, so um, I understand that. Are I you like gonna... his power. I'm yeah. actually, I think I would, I would bet I'm gonna take this by a knockout or a TKO. Finish the fight. Yeah, I don't think this goes the distance. I like it. Um, I'm gonna take Bilal Muhammad just simply at minus two thirty. Um, I think the the way that he loses this fight is somehow gets, uh, gets Damian Maya. In, in a grappling exchange in Maya, just a world-class jujitsu player locks up a uh, rear naked choke. Speaking of Maya, Maya was the one that, uh, that killed Ben Askren's UFC career officially Mark after, after Askren ate that knee from Masvidal, he got a fight with Damian Maya who got the win via rear naked choke. So Damian Maya, murderer of Ben Askren's career. Damian well. Maya, the creator of <laughs> Jake Paul madness. <laughs> That's right. We can, we have someone to blame now for that. Uh, but anyway, I agree. I think Bilal Muhammad has been looking really, really good recently. Um, the UFC tried to give him a big spot against Leon Edwards earlier in the year, and it didn't work out with that brutal eye poke. But he comes back here and gets the job done against Damian Maya. And that takes us to uh, one of the fan favorite uh, fights on the card at welterweight. Number three, Leon Rocky Edwards. 
uh, takes on Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz, a big plus 365 dog. I know exactly how this fight goes, and it looks like you do too, according to the notes. Mark, what happens in this fight? Leon Edwards gets the win. I mean, <laughs> it's a minus 525. Right. Props not out yet. They're not out yet at the time of yeah. recording, but I think this is going to be a decision. Yeah. I don't think it's possible to knock Nate's, Nate Diaz Nate's out. too durable. <laughs> He's too durable. The only way you get it is uh, with the cut. Like I uh, feel Masvidal like if did. anything, like y- y- like you get more durable as you go. You know, like your body is just like takes such beatings. Like <laughs> Nate Diaz is a walking bag of bricks. It's crazy. Like, He's an absolute zombie. He just yeah. you, you just can't put zombie, him away. Yeah. He is. He's, literally, you can't put him away. Uh, yeah, the only times you'll you see him shoot get, him in the head. Yeah, the only times you'll see him get finished is is that like doctor stoppage. I mean, he was getting absolutely pieced up by Jorge Masvidal, and I think Leon Edwards uh, is a way better striker than Jorge Masvidal. So I'm just like terrified what this is gonna look like. You know what I mean? You're taking literally the the best the the dark horse of the division, if you will, and Leon Edwards, who was super unlucky uh, to not get several fights over the past few years. He kept getting his fights canceled. Um, finally, gets a comeback fight against Muhammad. Doesn't really get. I mean, he well, looks fine. He got a uh, the eye poke postponed. It. Yeah, there was no decision. Uh, yeah, no decision. So just a terrible streak of luck for a guy that really, really is like up there. I mean, he's number three in the division for a reason. And I think this is like kind of the UFC tossing a bone, kind of like, all right, we need to we need fans who don't know who Leon Edwards is to become aware of him because a lot of people don't oh, know who good he is. Point. You know what I mean? Good so they're point. so they're like, oh, we'll put him in there against Nate Diaz, a guy that everyone knows, right? And he'll piece up Nate. Uh, he'll win by decision. Nate will be a bloody mess by the end, and everyone will put some respect on the name of Leon Edwards. I think that's I think that's the mission of this that fight. Is, I, I can get on board with that 100%. Yeah, yeah because I, they're I, definitely looking at him for a Kamaru Usman title oh, shot. Oh, yeah. He, he totally, he's a totally a dark horse uh, in the division. And can yeah, Usman versus Edwards just doesn't have the ring to it right now. <laughs> not yet. I not can yet. totally get behind that. Um, so, yeah, that'll be, that'll be uh, an interesting fight. Yeah, I just see um, Leon. It's going to stay on the feet. It's uh, a three-round fight, right? No. This is a five? Yeah. Oh, that's it has else, to be. It that's has something to be. else to talk about. They made – it's the first – Because fight. they, because they know this, that Mark. Diaz isn't going down in Listen three. Listen to this stat. Yeah, that's, that's also <laughs> true. They're like, the, this is the first five-round non-main event, non-title fight in UFC history, Mark. How crazy Did is that? they give a wrap reason your, for that? Wrap your head around the that. Real re- it's not give- a main event, so it doesn't need to be five rounds. It's not a title fight, so it doesn't need to be five rounds. It's literally, and it's not even the co-main event here. It's literally, there's a, a title, two title fights after. Nate Diaz could lay on the ground, on the canvas, spread eagle, <laughs> with his hands tied behind his back, just getting punched in the face <laughs> repeatedly for 15 minutes. He will not he go, won't go he down. He will not go to sleep. Still be five. It has to be five. Yeah, I think part of the reason making it five is, is Leon Edwards wanted it to be five because he wants a title shot soon or next potentially, or he's always going to be fighting five rounds anyway, because he'll either get a title shot or a main event. So I think they thought, all right, Leon Edwards could use five rounds here to help prep him for the title shot. And Nate Diaz is just, is just down, is just down with it. Cause he becomes more of a dog the longer the fight goes on. And he, he probably sees like the longer the fight goes on, the more people gas. Just well, like, they, they probably Dana White probably went to Nate Diaz and was like, "Hey, I think we're gonna do a five bucks. round fight instead of a three round." And Diaz is probably just like, "I didn't even know he had three <laughs> round fights." Like he probably just like didn't even know that three round fights existed. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. Uh, they did the uh, UFC. You know how they do the embeddeds, like the behind the scenes yeah. episodes. They did the first one came out today. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, so obviously they show everyone's training. You know the first they show everyone at their training camps. Uh, and the episode ends with Nate Diaz 
and it's him like moving into their like Airbnb in Arizona. So the fights are in Arizona this weekend. And uh, it's literally him just like smoking a joint by the pool. Like everyone else's <laughs> was like, like tough, like hitting pads, workouts, like, and he's just like out there. Sitting, he has to. He's a medical marijuana. Yeah, he's just, for all the he's joint. out there smoking. <laughs> That's probably the best training he can possibly do at this point. Like he's fought long enough where that's second nature. He just needs the marijuana yeah. so that he can't feel anything. <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, that'll be a fun fight. We both see Leon Edwards, the biggest favorite on the main card, uh, having no problem. We're going to prop that by decision. Yeah, let's prop that by decision. Um, it'll still be juicy, but uh, we'll take Edwards by decision in that one. And the flyweight championship fight of the world, we get a rematch. That uh, we probably didn't expect we'd have uh, when they before they locked up the first time. Davison Figueredo, the champ, is a minus two forty favorite. He takes on the number one ranked Brandon Moreno, a plus one ninety. It was a draw the first time they fought. A lot of people expected Figueredo to handle Moreno, but uh, Moreno surprised a lot of people with a, a really impressive performance in what was one of the fights of the year last year. So the UFC said, "Let's run it back," and so running it back, we are. Um, Mark, who do you like in this one? A five-round flyweight championship fight. I'm going to give this to Figueredo. Look, I, I love Brandon Moreno. I think the last that last fight was yeah. madness. That was like probably the best flyweight fight. fight I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. Um, I agree. I think for me, the big issue I have was they called it a draw, right? Yeah. But uh, the problem was that Figueredo got a point taken away mm. because he need Moreno in the balls. That's right. And... Uh, I mean, Figueredo's criticism, of course, and I mean, a lot of people have gotten behind this, was that Moreno kind of acted a little bit and over... over a bit of showmanship. Yeah, a little showmanship, and that was what, why the point got taken away. We said <laughs> because you, you think about it, like you get drilled that hard in that area of the body, yeah. and you're down to the extent that he was like, I don't think you get back up from that. That's true. Let alone get back up into an absolute yeah, war like yeah, that, you yeah, know? Yeah, give him his credit. So maybe maybe he was a, bl- a little bit of showmanship there, which took mm. that point away from Figueredo and resulted in the draw. Otherwise, Figue- Figueredo gets the win. Yeah. If you got a point taken away, he still won. Yeah. They're still tied. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so that means, yeah, for sure. I just wonder, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking I go for another experience play. Obviously, Figueredo is the killer of this division, of the flyweight division. Brandon Moreno is for sure a guy that's on the come up deserve it i mean not the come up he's the number one number one contender yeah. but i think you know he's a future champion mm-hmm. for sure i just wonder if that draw maybe gives him a little bit too much confidence uh, here he's like i can hang with this guy exactly and then he gets pieced and then up. we find out it's a fluke or something mm-hmm. exactly he gets pieced up and, okay. and i see figueredo winning I but i think too. this is another one where it'll be a decision i don't think mm-hmm. i don't think either of these guys go down yeah they're both extremely durable uh durable. I mean, if they're not going down in the last fight like what i mean what what else could they do yeah it's true um i think i agree in taking figueredo with the pick here i think he's the he's like one of the i actually think he's one of the most distanced uh champs from the rest of the division you know what i mean like he's separated himself I think pretty far, and a lot of people are forgetting that just because his last fight was a draw. But as you mentioned, without the point deduction, uh, he wins that fight. I think he wins wins the rematch. Um, also a hilarious matchup of a guy who was a former hairstylist and sushi chef in uh, Figueredo. That's right. And then, of course, <laughs> as well, another reason to watch the UFC Embedded uh, Episode 1 is because Brandon Moreno is actually like a huge nerd. I don't know if you knew this, but he like collect he like loves building legos like he's really into building legos and he collects um those like you know those like funko uh dolls like those like those like they like, like come american in a box. girl dolls no not american <laughs> girl dolls they're like they're like collectible they're collectibles the whole point is collecting but they're like little like boxes it's like, like they're like the, action figures something almost. from the conjuring <laughs> anyway he he basically 
uh, his embedded portion of the episode is you visit his residence in Las Vegas where he shows off his Funko Pop collectible true, edition. Tr- the sign <laughs> of a, a killer. A, a true serial a killer. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Fight, he fights by day and collects dolls by night. <laughs> and loves Legos. Um, That's probably one of those things where like, he probably has such bad anger issues that they just like had to always like soothe him with dolls. Yeah, and they, had to find a, they had to find a, a channel for him, yeah. uh, a funnel. Anyway. It's like low-key terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be, that'll be a, good, a good rematch. Uh, we're both going to officially put our money behind Figueredo to get, it job, get the job done at minus 240. Of course, the last fight to talk about is that middleweight championship fight between Adesanya and Vittori. Uh, we're also going to do a little bit of Savage or Weird Mark from uh, our About That Action podcast days. We're going to go ahead and break down some of the some of the trash talk between these two has been good over the past few weeks. So we're going to do that. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now over at WinBet. So get started today and you receive a special offer of up to $500 and a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Look, Kyle, no one's perfect, right? We can't all last forever like Nate Diaz in the ring. Oh, that's good. Sometimes we have a Ben Askren moment. Yep, yep. So if you feel like you're coming (laughs) up short in the bedroom, that's totally fine. (laughs) All right. But if it is bothering you, look, we got options. Brought to you by SGP. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP. Now with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. We're brought to you by PropSwap. That's the America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championships and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. If you see a ticket you like but think the price is too high, you can submit a bid for a price you think is fair and then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit off these playoffs by trading in and out terms as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadiens Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was down 3-1 against the Maple Leafs. And a few days later, he flipped that ticket for $600. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting, that's right. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And finally, a reminder that we now have an SGPN app. Yes. It's now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including our SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to take home $1,000. Don't forget to toss us an app review. Download the SGPN app today. Just like that, we're back. Time for a little bit of savage or weird. There has been some great 
pre-fight trash talk. These true, uh, these two truly hate each other, Mark. Um, it seems after their first fight, which was a split decision, we should mention, uh, Adesanya and Vittori uh, fought back in 2018, 19, and they fought to a split decision both when they were young prospects uh, on the come up. Um, 2018, I think. 2018. It's when I fought Marvin Vittori. <laughs> yeah, based that off was your summer. Time, that was July 2017, and I remember uh, he he hadn't fought Adesanya yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the trash talk's been pretty good. Uh, there was a big interview uh, that they showed over on over the weekend on Saturday during the UFC uh, with broadcast. Bisping, right? That's right, with yeah. Bisping in the middle. There were some great lines uh, tossed back and forth there, Mark. Uh, first, let's see. First quote you want to throw out and uh, break down whether it was savage or weird. Uh, yeah, I want to refer to the moment when Marvin Vittori mm-hmm. told Israel Adesanya, he said, I'm your worst nightmare. Ah, yes, he did say that. Do you remember uh, I'm your worst nightmare. Adesanya's response was, you're not a nightmare. You're the Italian wet dream. Because, Obviously right. alluding to Marvin Vittori's fight name of the Italian, the dream. Italian dream. Yeah. He called him the Italian wet dream. That's pretty funny. Is that savage or weird though? Because <laughs> there's two angles to that. If he's get he's getting a wet dream from from Marvin Vittori, right? No, you're right. That's After a good point. he humped Paulo Costa yeah, in the ring, he already has a reputation. You're right. He already has that reputation. So it's a little weird that he. Did I bring get that it. Up. I get it that he he makes him seem soft. You know? Right. It, right. You know, a wet dream's not the most manly thing in no. the world. <laughs> <laughs> But also, uh, and it, it, I get, but if, if someone gives you one, that's kind of a compliment. <laughs> so what are we, what's the verdict on that? Is it savage or is it weird? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, uh, I think it plays because the fact that like, that's probably the most quoted moment of that interview. I think you'll probably agree, right? That's the, that's the moment that people took the most away from, which I think makes it savage because he, it was creative props for create points for creativity because it was based off of. Uh, Vittori's fighting name of the Italian dream. It, it was something that was probably me- premeditated, which you have to respect. He probably had that line ready to pull before the interview. Um, yes, a little bit weird when you break it down like we are, but I think in the moment, we both probably, your your thought in the moment of listening to it for the first time was probably savage. I don't know. I think huh. I, I listened to it, and I think I was pretty quickly, I was like, oh, that's, that's a, a funny play on right, words. Right, right, right. Then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a little weird. That's a bit of a weird you thing just, to say. You just had a sexual dream with Marvin Vittori. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I think you can rule that one weird. And you're you saying want. it's premeditated. I think that's even worse, because he thought about <laughs> it and didn't even realize that. And didn't think, didn't really break it down in his head. I think it was, it was quick. Maybe if it wasn't premeditated, it was quick in the moment, just because uh, it came right after he said... Um, he said, uh, Vittori is a lot like that ex-girlfriend that doesn't leave you alone, yeah. which was kind of funny. And then Vittori said, yeah, that's right. I'm your worst nightmare. And then he said, you're an, you're an Italian wet dream. So it kind of like, it kind of played, you know, it played. I think it played. That's fair. I guess, I don't know. I would have called him the Italian NyQuil or something <laughs> like, I don't know. Some, yeah, some yeah, kind of, yeah. some kind of play on words there. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Um, of course. They talked a little bit about cardio in the fight. Of course, it's five rounds this time as opposed to it being three rounds the first time they met up in the octagon. Um, Adesanya saying that uh, he he can definitely last uh, the five rounds. He's because he's fought at the champion in championship fights before. Um, he said Adesanya or he said uh, Vittori starts mouth breathing uh, after the first round, which is pretty funny. Uh, but I thought Vittori had a pretty good reply when he said uh, it's because you have no action. Uh, on your fights, uh, like your fight against Yoel Romero, where you just stood there and didn't fight, that's why you're able to go five rounds because you have no, your fights aren't exciting. 
And then Adesanya said, like, I can't hear you, man. Like, I, I can't hear you. What'd you say? Did you notice that moment in the interview where he yeah. said, I can't hear you, like, through through your air? Like, oh, I can't hear you. But he definitely could hear him. I think that's, like, a that's kind of um, admitting that the other guy had a good line. Don't you think? Being like, oh, I, he just couldn't I can't think hear of anything. Yeah, I think he was just Yeah, he behind. was saying, like, oh, get better headphones or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that was a, a little bit of a, like, uh, you know, I think that was a bit behind. But perhaps... The most savage or weird discussion of all, Mark, was towards the end of the interview. Another key moment uh, was when Adesanya just burps super loud. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He just the burps. Disrespect. He just burps <laughs> mouth open. Just a huge burp in the interview. And Vittori did not take it well. Uh, he He like reacted like he was like super grossed out by it. And then he was like, this guy's burping like. And then I believe he said that's grimy as fuck was yeah. what he said about it. Um, is it a savage or weird thing to do when you're in a uh, live interview with your opponent to just <laughs> to just open mouth burp uh, after the answer to a question? That's a great question. I think that's <laughs> I don't know, because I'll say uh, one time one time I was I was doing a, a job interview uh-huh. and the person I was interviewing with yawned. Oh, wow. Virtually. This is a virtual. Like, you know, sometimes the first interview yeah, is like yeah, on yeah. Skype or something. Yeah. The person yawned. That's a problem. And I was like, this dude just shit on my life. Yeah, you can't do that. And I feel like I feel like burping is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say. So you're saying yawning is like disrespectful because it's like I- I'm bored and you you don't interest. Like, obviously, yawning is kind of a rude thing to do because of that, right? Yeah. So I feel like imagine if you were in an interview. You're saying burping next and, level. And, yeah. yeah. Burping's like a step <laughs> above that. Like, I don't even care how rude this is or disrespectful. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of like that. I'm going to label it savage because All that. right, all right. That's fair. I think, yeah, Adesanya, it seems like a lot of our savage or weird moments seem to be associated with Adesanya. I think that's something to note. Uh, he does a lot of things that are on the borderline. Of that's being his one of shtick, two. though. You know, he, he, he's an ultimate troll. He's yeah, a self-proclaimed I troll. So. I guess so. Um, you can tell, though, that Vittori really annoys him. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect because, yeah, it's they get under each other's skin perfectly. Um, it's been a good buildup. Any other savage or weird moments from that interview you want to pull from? Uh, I think we broke down the biggest ones. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll have some more uh, as it comes. We have another press conferences or anything. Yeah, true. I'm waiting for. Uh, I know you know Vittori is going to do some weird shit in the face off. Yeah. Did you see last time he fought against Hermanson? He just let out that scream. Dude, he 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 like that literally, hiss. It was like a hiss. Yeah, and when he wins fights, he lets out like a like he like literally starts like screaming. Scary dude. He's pretty scary. That's why they call him they call him Angry Marvin just because he like <laughs> let, they do just because he lets out that inner that inner beast when he gets uh really upset. So yeah, I could see some uh, interesting moments happening this week at the press conferences and face. That'd be a better fight name than than Italian what? dream in my opinion. What would be? Just if he if he said if he started calling himself Angry Marvin. Oh yeah, Angry Marvin. Just, angry, just angry Marvin yeah. Vittori. That'd yeah. be insane. Yeah. good. Yeah. Like notorious Conor McGregor. Yeah, I like I like angry that Angry Marvin Vittori. I like Angry Marvin Vittori as well as a fighter name. That's a good one. Um of course, he's banking on this being a, a history-making moment because he could become the first uh the first Italian UFC champion. There's never been a champion in the UFC from Italy. So. Yeah, well, you know, that's interesting because obviously I have a bit of a, a background with this guy. Yes, of course. M- met him met him four years. For those who don't know the brief story was that I met him through that, a friend of a friend. Right. 
Is that how he introduced himself? Did he say, "I'm the first, I'm the future first"? Uh, talent no. So this student? was in 2017. He wasn't really in a. He wasn't in. A, he was in a UFC contract. He had maybe like three or four fights. Okay. So he, he was nobody at the time. Sure. Like relatively. He really was. Even even when we did our first bout that action show, and you told the story of meeting him, we had he to was like still kind of describe who he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been on an absolute rocket ship since mentioned on the bout that action show. Are those two events correlated? Yes. Leave that up to you. Yes, they are. <laughs> but yeah, basically, I, I I know him through a friend of a friend. Okay. Of mine. And I remember looking at his Instagram the next yeah. day after meeting him. Just like, oh, I guess this guy's a fighter. And I remember he had like fifteen thousand followers, like, yeah. for, like not a lot compared to yeah. what UFC guys are, are pulling. And it said in his bio, like, I will be the first Italian no champion. Way. It still says it to this day. Oh, that's cool. But now he's got you know hundreds of thousands of followers. So cool. it's been cool to to see him skyrocket. Obviously. He beat my ass in an alleyway. Yep. In an exhibition, we could say. Yeah, it was. But it, the it was better an exhibition career, that did that did see a finish, unlike Mayweather yes, Paul. And the better his career goes, the more clout I have behind my that's, name. That's absolutely that I, I right. Him, that's know. absolutely right. Yeah, you, there's no At first it was like, Oh, you lost to a no name UFC fighter. Sure. Now sure. I lost to a contender. Now you lost to potentially a champion. You know, I hope I, I can say I lost by, to a champion. By next week's show, that that's very it very well could be the case. So that's definitely exciting. Um, we should obviously mention the lines. We're going to be betting uh, our money on this fight, and uh, a lot of you guys will be too. This is SGPN after all. Adesanya, a juicy minus 250 favorite in his return back to middleweight. Marvin Vittori, a plus 200 dog. <sighs> An interesting stylistic fight, Mark. And off the bat, I do kind of want to say, I, I feel like stylistically this could give Adesanya. I mean, he already gave Adesanya his toughest test at this weight. With Adesanya coming off of a loss, with the blueprint kind of being out there now, now that Jan Blachowicz beat him, I know it's a different weight class and Blachowicz is a much bigger guy than Vittori, but after Vittori watches that fight and has been on the streak that he's been on and Adesanya coming off of a loss, feels like there's a lot of factors to think that this could be a much tougher fight than some people expect. What do you think? Yeah, I actually saw an interesting statistic about how perfectly these guys line up. Hmm. Israel Adesanya has the best takedown defense statistically in the division. Hmm. Marvin Vittori has the highest takedown accuracy. That's cool. Furthermore, furthermore, Adesanya has the most accurate uh, striking percentage. And Vittori has the highest striking defense. Wow. Wow. So most most block strikes. Clash of the Titans. It's a it's an unstoppable force meets an immovable <laughs> object in some ways. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I can tell you from personal experience, Marvin Vittori <laughs> is an, an immo- unstoppable yeah. force. He does not have any weaknesses. <laughs> you I saw don't know no what holes? he's gonna do. Yeah, I didn't see a single flaw in his game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's yeah, it's gonna be an interesting stylistically right. stylistic fight. I I don't know. I just feel like I have to give it to Adesanya though. I I I don't know. I think my biggest thing here is that. Obviously, they fought a long time ago, so it's kind of hard to judge because yeah. they were both so new to the sport. They've both grown a lot. Yeah. I feel like Adesanya's growth has significantly outpaced Vittori's. Yeah, that's the, that's the question. Who has like, improved let, Let's more? say a lot of people say— They both improved a lot. A lot of people say it was kind of whack that a judge actually gave Vittori that win Yeah, you know, for to make it a split decision. But let's just say it's a split decision win, right? Let's just, let's just even give them an even more benefit of a doubt and say— Let's say they were dead even, right? Okay. Even then, I still think Adesanya's growth has outpaced mm-hmm. Vittori's wildly. Like, they're like obviously Vittori's gotten a lot better, but I think Adesanya's gotten yeah 
un- I mean, statistically unstoppable. Yeah, and he's gained he's gained a lot of confidence by being the champ and defending the belt multiple times. I mean, everything that comes along with that. Um, I think, yeah. And he got humbled by Blahovich at probably the perfect time too. Yeah, you could say you could say it that way. You could say it's the perfect time to get humbled and then come back hungry again. Yes, there is that angle. There's also like I don't know. I kind of like the angle of like oh. He, that was his first pro loss ever. Remember, he was undefeated before yep. losing, losing to Blahovich. Uh Different guys respond in different ways after losing that O. When that O goes, Yeah, Mark, we don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, so, like, yeah, there, you could look at it both ways. You could make it a positive. You can make it a negative. Um, definitely staying active as a champion, too. I'll be, uh, yeah, definitely, which you got to respect. I, I like, I'm going to, like, agree with you in, in thinking that Adesanya probably wins this fight, like, you kind of have to go that way probably, but I will be honest when I first, when this fight was first announced, I was kind of looking forward to like a juicy line on Marvin Vittori, like around like 300 or 350 that I was going to nail. But it seems like he is getting a lot more respect that I kind of anticipated. And like, he's down at plus 200, which is, I guess still, there's still value. I think it's going to be a really close fight, but my bet here, Mark is actually going to be a little outside the box it's not a ton of value on it, but I feel better about putting money on the fight going to a decision uh, at minus 170. Um, I feel more confident in that than I do putting money on Adesanya to win the fight, just because I'm a little I'm a little nervous about Marvin Vittori. I think Marvin Vittori could actually pull something off here. I just I see I see more value in it going to a decision. I don't really see. Marvin's a durable dude. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we haven't really seen Marvin get finished. He's clinically insane. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, at the same time, though, we didn't see Paulo Costa get finished, and then he did. Well, that's what I was actually going to bring up. Go ahead. Was that, how would you, I feel like Paulo Costa and Marvin Vittori are similar. That'd be a great fight. Yes, but you have to give more wrestling. Costa's better. You have to give more wrestling to Vittori, though. Costa, yes. I just look at Costa as a better version of Vittori. No. Really? Not in the wrestling department. Absolutely That's a claim not. right there. Well, but yeah, I think Vittori beats Costa in a fight. Wow. Oh, we could see that. I do. I, yeah, we might. I, I actually, I, I definitely think uh, Vittori adds the takedown threat that Costa doesn't really bring. Costa is just a brawler that. So how do you, how do you see the fight playing out tactically then? Tactically, I see Adesanya doing what he always does, just staying on the outside, circling. Taunting. <laughs> taunting, uh, circling the cage, um, staying at range. Throwing tons of leg kicks. You know he's going to be throwing tons of leg kicks, just like he did to Paulo Costa. He's going to throw lots of kicks to the lead leg of Vittori. Uh, Vittori, I think, obviously the, the game plan from his perspective is try to shoot for takedowns and try to get a few. And just, even if you don't do damage on the ground, just control, get some control time on the ground on top and hope that that helps with the judges' scorecards like it did the first time. I think that's probably going to be the game plan. But... Uh, I also think Vittori might mess around a little bit and throw some hands, Mark. I think uh, people might be forgetting about his hands. I think he might like shoot a few takedowns and then shoot a few shots that maybe surprise uh, Adesanya a little bit. I wouldn't be so surprised to see Adesanya get hit. Uh, this be like one where they exchange a ton of damage. Like I could actually see both of them taking a ton of punches. So I, th- I see it as a mix of uh, Adesanya getting the best of the stand-up and Vittori getting two takedowns throughout the fight only two okay yeah two in two, a five rounder two, two so yeah you give him like two rounds based on ground control 
Uh, and then like there's going to be one one round where it's really close on the feet and it's hard to even say who won it. And then the other two where like Adesanya controls the feet. Probably early in the fight, Adesanya controls the distance in the feet. All right, I could see that. I guess I guess I question. I I have to question Vittori's engine too. Because mm-hmm. the takedowns, Italian that's, engine. that's a, <laughs> yeah, the Ferrari. <laughs> He's you got to question the uh, the stamina there because I mean it's you exhausting. go you go into the you go into the ground game. That's the most tiring part of the UFC. Yeah. If that's the majority of your strategy against a guy who's an elite takedown defender. Yeah, he looked good against Hermanson though. Um, and that was a that was a five rounder. Yeah, but there's levels to this. <laughs> there's levels to this game. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, you're right. A, ga- a gas tank issue could for sure exist. It's just going to be, I just see it as like a really close fight that goes to decision. Um, and Adesanya probably edges it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think you, you, I don't think you've convinced me enough that Vittoria's got enough to wow. win this fight here. Okay. I don't know. Right. I, I want to get behind him. Yeah. I would love it if he won. I know. I for think, personal reasons. I think this, the, really the role should be reversed here, Mark. You should be the one trying to push Vittoria on me. I as just can't guy do it in know. good, in good faith. I just All can't. Right, that's fine. So you're going to take Adesanya here to win the fight. Uh, do you see it going to decision as well? You don't? Oh my I d- goodness! I don't know. Just I really a full don't. Full disagreement on the show. I think, I think the test is going to be like like we call him Angry Marvin. You yeah. know, yeah. He, I feel From like I feel like the 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 what do you call it? The it's almost like the mesmerizing movements of Adesanya yeah. when they're at a distance. Yeah. And his super patient style. Mm-hmm. Is Marvin going to cave to that and rush? And get caught. Exactly. Mm. Especially, you know, Adesanya's got like an extra six inch reach on yeah. this guy. Yeah. That distance is going to be crucial. So mm. maybe he starts speeding up the takedowns. We start seeing the knees connect, yeah. the body shots wear, wear <laughs> over time. I just feel like everything here stacks up where, where Adesanya gets the win. I also think, mm. I mean, Dana White needs Adesanya to win here, right? <laughs> if Adesanya loses. I love, I love when we do this angle. Yeah. I, yeah. If yeah. Marvin Vittori wins the middleweight <laughs> belt. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he has a he has a base. He has a a new. You get you bring some Italian fans in. Does he get game. a Dolce and Gabbana sponsorship? Did you see he did get one? That's really, he already got one. That that came out today. I should be I should be a pro here. I, I can't should, believe you called that. That came out today. I genuinely had no idea that, that he got it today for fight week. So he's gonna because if you saw in his interview in that one interview he was wearing uh he was wearing their stuff like the big lion the crazy looking wow. lion shirt. I'm good. Yeah, that was that was impressive. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, they, so they gave him a sponsorship based off of that, and uh, he has it for the week. He already won then. <laughs> so he's already stoked. But yeah, I mean. You're right. Uh, Adesanya is definitely one of the most valuable uh, fighters in the UFC to the UFC. So I understand that angle. Yeah, I mean, he's probably top three. Yeah, right? yeah he's a big name for sure. Um, all right, Mark. Those are the thoughts on the main event. Uh, before we close out the show, though, it's time for the most important part of the show. It's time for the Lock Dog Parlay. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Subconsciously. I'm still alive. All right. That's the one. Parlay. Lock Dog Parlay. Oh, a little bit of pressure on this one, Mark. The first lock dog parlay and tap in, tap out. All these History. firsts, all these firsts, we got to redo them again. I know, I know, right? They always say your first time is the hardest. <laughs> and now you got to do it twice. That's right. Uh, what do you like here um, as your lock? I'm going to give my lock to Adesanya. Yeah. I think that's the best. I, I think looking at this line, minus 250, I think that's a good price. Yeah, I. Uh, I really, I really think yeah, they're pretty feel, far apart here. Okay, all right, all right. So I'm gonna take a minus two fifty. Uh, for my lock, uh, I'm gonna go with the biggest lock on the card, uh, Leon Rocky Edwards at minus five twenty five. 
Uh, we both talked about taking him by decision, but for my lock, I'm just going to go ahead and keep things real safe at minus 525, Leon Edwards to beat Nate Diaz. Mark, your dog. The only one on the card. The Bear Jew. Paul Craig, mm. the Bear Jew, as you said, plus 235 Juicy against dog. Jamal Hill. Okay, okay. Uh, my dog, I mean, I've got to do it, Mark. I, uh, I made a name on this show. Going to the prelim as a prelim guy. Almost forgot about Gotta that. Gotta jump down. I thought we were prelims. past that on the new feed. <laughs> Darren, the dentist, Stewart. The dentist. Remember him? I don't know if we've talked about him or not. I think we have. The dentist. I he, don't think so. I've never heard that okay. name. Why is he called the it's, dentist? I. It's just like a great fighter name, you know, because you you knock people's teeth out or whatever. He's a British guy. <laughs> Darren, Darren, the dentist, Stewart, uh, takes on Eric Anders. Darren Stewart is my dog. You can get him at plus one twenty. Um, Eric Anders minus 145, but I like Stewart in this fight. I lean towards uh, Darren Stewart. He had a, he's had a couple good fights recently. He had a really good fight against Kevin Holland actually um, back maybe last year. So anyway, Darren Stewart's a guy I'm high on. So I'm gonna go ahead and take him as my dog. Mark your parlay. Oh, what a little French accent there. Parlay. parlay, my parlay. <laughs> I'm gonna take Bilal Muhammad. Yes. Leon Edwards, Israel Adesanya, and Davison Figueredo all to win on the money line. Sounds pretty chalky. Plus two thirty nine. Yeah, and it is. Uh plus two thirty nine. Okay. Um I like it. Uh my parlay, I'm going to jump down to the prelims. A guy that you would love to watch, Mark. Uh, a guy that I want to make sure you watch over the weekend when we're watching these fights together, Chase Hooper. Uh, I, I, you've bet on him before. Yeah, yeah. that's I have. Him. I have. Uh, I love watching Chase Hooper fight because he literally looks like... Um, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, you said. Is that this guy? No. Who's that, the guy that that's looks Drew like? That's Drew Dober. Drew Dober, yeah. yeah. Shout out, Drew. Shout out, Drew Dober, who also fights on this card. That's his first ever shout out. He's Drew, never got a shout out. <laughs> Drew, Drew Dober's Dober. never got a shout Drew out. Drew Dober fights Brad Riddell uh, in the main, uh, the prelim headliner. Oh, uh, Chase Hooper's the young guy. Yeah, Chase Hooper's the guy that literally, oh, that's looks, him? literally looks like my little brother. Like, you've literally seen my little brother. He literally looks like he hasn't eaten in like. Uh, Was he 21? Yeah, he's literally 21. Um, he has an he has like a little bit of an afro thing going. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he's uh he's like he gets this, bloody. He he gets he gets beat up. I'm down to he, watch this because all he has is like his jujitsu game, his ground <laughs> game. So literally, like his last fight, he just got beat to a pulp, and then he pulls off like a third round submission win. Yeah, I remember. He's that. So fun to watch. Uh, so, oh, I I I so didn't I realize had to, that. I had to throw him into my parlay. Chase Hooper. Uh, you can get him. It's he's in a pick 'em fight, so I'm gonna take. Chase Hooper minus 110. I'm going to take Leon Edwards minus 525. Oof. I'm going to take uh, Figueredo minus 240. And then I'm going to throw in my dog, Mark. That's how much I like the dentist in his spot here at plus 120. So take those four fighters. Um, we're both doing good uh, classic four fight parlays. My one pays out at plus 608. That was it. That was it, show. Mark, that was it for the show, Mark. <laughs> Uh, we've been talking for a little over almost an hour here. Botched the outro. Yeah. The first the ever outro. fighting outro. Botched. That's it. That's it for the show, Mark. Uh, UFC 263. Be sure to subscribe to the new podcast. We are on a new feed. Leave a review. Uh, you can follow me at BetOnKyle on Twitter. You can check us out on the SGPN app, Mark. We've got an app now, so you can sign into that whenever. Um, you can follow at the SGP Network on Twitter. Visit SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Yes, what? That's anything. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words for Mark before we close out the show for the week? Thanks for tuning in to Tap In, Tap Out.
When's the next episode? We got the Euros later this week. That's right. Kicking we got, off on Friday. We got Euros this Friday, so we'll have another episode out this week. With a special appearance, right? That's right. We're going to get a, a guest on the show. Uh, so, fingers crossed, a guest coming over from calling in from Europe, hopefully, on the show. So, uh, fingers crossed. You don't crossed trust our American accents talking about <laughs> soccer. That's right. Talking, talking a little soccer later this week. We'll see you then.